When you jump into entrepreneurism, you are dragging your family in with you, whether you like it or not. And a lot of people have attempted to actually work with family members, work with their spouse. And it can be tough. There are definitely some challenges. And I think it's safe to say that the majority of the time, it doesn't work. Today's episode, we're actually interviewing a couple that it did work for, and they're going to tell us what they did, how they did it, and kind of give us some secret sauce to success. It's going to be a great episode. Listen to the end. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan, and at every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM podcast. What happens when you've grown your Amazon business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Well, that's where Thrasio comes in. Thrasio acquires category-leaning FBA brands from small business owners just like you, and they specialize in taking your brand to new heights while you profit from the growth. With more than a 1,000 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Find out today how you can make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, when your business is managed by Thrasio's expert team. Visit Thrasio.com slash Helium10 to connect with Thrasio. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com forward slash Helium10. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the AMPM podcast. I'm your host, Tim Jordan, and my wife has never listened to a single episode of this podcast. That is absolutely true. I've been doing podcasts for years now. I've been doing this entrepreneurial e-commerce thing for about five or six years now. And when people ask my wife, oh, what does your husband do? She dreads that question because she literally cannot explain what my job is. She has no clue. She's never listened to an episode. She's never watched a YouTube video that I've done. She's never been to a conference. We are 100% separated. And it's probably for the best. If she and I had to actually work together, I might be dead. And that's not an exaggeration. She may literally have killed me by now. We have a good balance at home, but it would completely upend everything if we were stuck together all the time. We were trying to make business decisions together, and it's tough. And I'm actually a little bit jealous of people that can make that happen because it would be more convenient. There's like definitely some advantages. I've talked to a lot of people who have worked with children. We had um, Norm and Kelsey Farrar on the podcast probably a year ago, a father-son duo. But we've had a lot of people talk to me in the past couple years about the idea of working with a spouse. And it has always been a giant mystery to me. And like I was saying, I'm I'm always jealous when I see it done because it would be cool. But I know that's not in my cards. Today's guests are Chelsea and Ari Cohen. It has always intrigued me that they are a married couple working together. So we're going to dive into the entire story and the kind of do's and don'ts and all the information we can dig out of them in this episode. So welcome, Chelsea and Ari. Thanks, Tim. So give us the backstory, right? Like, tell us what you guys were doing. Have you always worked together? Cool. Sure. Why don't you you start with the <laughs> Look, you're, you're already trying to figure out who's going to talk first. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we've been working together for, for many, many years. Actually, we met uh, in an MLM and we went out on some kind of appointments together. That was kind of the first concept. I wanted to work with, with him 
from the beginning, he didn't really know that I did. So I don't even know how that happened. Anyway. Was this um, like, a, I want to work with him or like, I want to work with probably him? Probably a little bit of both. But we, we had just started dating and I was like, I really want to work with the person that I am dating or I'm connected with. I really wanted someone that I could kind of play that same game with. I guess we were lucky because we became friends. Well, we became coworkers slash friends first. And then we kind of fell in love and we started dating. So it just kind of naturally progressed into working together, building our businesses together. So your entire relationship was basically built around the work relationship. Too. You know, this is the first time I've actually looked at it that way. But yeah, it, it, we started as entrepreneurs working together and then it kind of turned into a relationship. And then when we started um, and then we, we got jobs and things after that. And a few years later, we started our Amazon business in 2014. And uh, I can't believe like this year is going to be our 13th anniversary married, but we've actually been together for almost 15 years. So um, like you said, it just naturally progressed. And we found that when we had day jobs, because we quit the MLM, we went back to like, you know, the corporate world for separate about- day jobs working apart from each other. Exactly. Yes. And uh, to be honest, it was a lot worse. We had less to talk about. We both hated our jobs. I like my job probably more than you did. I'm not going to say my job. I, I like. I got a lot out of it, but I was very, very stressful. I handled other people's money, yeah. so you know that that can get stressful. I don't even handle my own money well. I couldn't imagine handling somebody else's money. Yeah, handling people's money who don't handle it well is the most stressful part. Oh yeah, you'd hate me then. Okay. And, and the, the, I mean, every entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast can probably relate that the one thing you like to talk about more than anything is business. So we get to talk about business all the time. It's the thing that we're most passionate about. And when you're kind of a, the employee mindset, you know, nine to five type personality, or not personality, but mindset, it's, it's like, what do you do after that? Well, then, of course, you have to have the weekends and the barbecues and the parties and the trips and, and the family. And that's what you talk about. So it just kind of progressed naturally for us. So you started your Amazon situation. How did the conversation go when one of you must have seen this like crazy selling on Amazon thing first? Yeah. It was like, hey, check this out. Like one of you had to drag the other one into it, I'm sure. It was me. So I'll take credit for finding it kind of. And then she really ran with the ball. So we had actually about, you know, a few years back into being um, the the corporate nine to five again. We were both getting burnt out. We kind of had the itch to start a company. A business and we we're looking at you know whether it was buy a laundromat or like do some kind of self-serve car wash where we could invest in or start up some kind of small business and we had kind of got pulled back into mlm again and i right after we signed up for this mlm that her dad had found out about we had friends that had started up doing amazon and so i i ran to chelsea one day and i was like check out what my friends are doing they made fifty thousand dollars in a month or whatever and she, at first, she was a bit resentful because we had just started. We had just started company. something. I was like, we're going to, you know, we had gotten all of our family. I'm really good at getting all my family to sign up for whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and we're both kind of the shiny object type people. You know, I, I personally get bored really easily. So I have the attention span of like a tick. So I was like, ooh, you know, squirrel, what's this? A new thing that sounds a lot more fun than MLM. So long story short, we looked into it and I kind of convinced her, let's sign up for the course, which was whatever it was, I think 3,500 back then. And, uh, and then she was like, whoa, this is amazing. We didn't even know. Yeah. The crazy thing is we didn't even know exactly what it was. It was selling on Amazon. We had tried doing retail arbitrage, you know, buying things from stores and selling them because we had missed the boat on the window where we could buy the course. 
so luckily someone wanted to refund their course. We ended up paying some dude with, with the permission of the guys who made the course. We ended up paying some dude, you know, over $3,000 via PayPal without knowing what private label was. Right. And we just said, well, this seems like the thing that people are making money at. So pay these guys. And we started the course and I watched the first video and I was like, this is brilliant. And so that was kind of how we started. And I, you know, every night, uh, I had a part-time job at the time. Uh, every night I was in all, you know, all my free time I was working. We ended up launching our first product within seven months or seven weeks, uh, from, you know, the point of starting the course to actually selling a product and, um, you know, kind of hit the ground running from there. So you had some success selling a private label product. You started the software company and who actually runs the company now? Who is in charge? Basically myself and my partner. I mean, there's, there's three different partners. Um, there's, there's me, there's my partner, Dan and, uh, and John and John handles the marketing, Dan handles the development. And I basically, I guess I'm the vision and, uh, the connection to the community. You're the the CEO of the company. Yes. Essentially. When you said about launching this company, like you were bringing in other business partners. Yeah. Was this like an idea that started and you're like, Hey, we're actually going to launch this thing. And then later you thought, hey, we should bring Ari in? Or was this always the plan to have Ari involved in this company too? Well, I knew that all, we would always have Ari come into the company at some point. We it Actually, he came into the company about a year ago. And so we started building in 2018. We started building and wiring out. Oh, what so, so you basically started this company without Ari involved. Yeah, him in for, for the most part. The most he was part, in some yeah. of the first calls, and then he was like, I don't really have, this is kind of your thing. Yeah. And so I worked to, to build it up um, up until, yeah, last year. And I was doing, you know, all the onboarding, all of the uh, the meetings. And, you know, up until that point, we finally needed a customer service. And it was actually my partner who said, when can we, how fast can we get Ari, you know, in to, to take this over? Because he and Dan and I were the only ones dealing with customer service aspects. So yeah. right now, what are your actual roles? Chelsea, mm-hmm. I guess you're the CEO. Yeah. Ari, yeah. what's your role? Yeah, so I run tech support, customer support, and I train the customer's uh, success team. We call it customer success. So I basically answer all the help desk tickets. Um, I used to do all the onboarding, but I've trained people to do that. Uh, I create the help desk tutorials, the YouTube videos, a lot of them, and you know, pretty much just direct that part of the company. I, I do work with the development team, but I'm not running the development team. That's Dan Fernandez, our partner. So he, she's the visionary. Dan is kind of the, how do we actually make this happen using our background with Amazon? And then we kind of all just work together. So are you a full-time employee now of the company, right? Yes. So your wife is your boss. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I actually work more closely with yeah. Dan. So it works out well now. Like when we were just doing Amazon full-time and of course we still have our Amazon business and we both do that. Um, and we were working a lot more closely together back then because it was literally like we would have a desk and we would be facing each other all day. We would be doing hashing out designs and new product launches and what marketing are we going to do? And I was running customer support then as well because I have kind of a, a business consulting customer service background. I like talking to people. He has a lot more patience than I do too. Anytime Amazon <laughs> needed to be contacted, he would handle Amazon. I had too stressed out with any of that stuff. <laughs> so it just, it just kind of was a natural 
flow for me to get back into that. And I don't have a giant ego where I need to feel like I'm the man in charge. Um, I know that's an issue for some people. So um, I don't have that issue. I'm happy to just be like, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not trying, like, I know this is like, how do couples work together? But here's a piece of advice for all your listeners. This is my personality. As soon as she said yes, when I proposed to her, I had already won the jackpot. So as far as I'm concerned, this is all gravy. I'm like, if I get to work with her and we get along really well, I don't have some big ego where I got, I got to be the guy calling all the shots and bossing people around. I have my little team and she does her thing. And that actually, yeah. that tiny separation makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And actually a funny story, because we have worked together in the past, uh, before this, obviously. And when it came time and Dan said, you know, how can we get Ari? How fast can we get him? And I went to Ari and I said, you know, want you to come work for this company and you know because we've had fairly separated roles within our you know our other duties uh for a while I said I want you to come work for for us and he said I he had kind of a he was resistant I said you know what are you why are you resistant to this and he said you know he goes well I I don't want to I don't necessarily want to work with you you know, you're mean to me. <laughs> so you said that I was mean to you. you <laughs> she, she can, she can definitely be bossy and it's, it's, they're, they're, it's, it's not bossy, Ari. It's assertive. Yes. Okay. I am, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe with like a little, maybe just a little sprinkle of micromanaging or no, a sprinkle of like, malice, I, micromanagement, meanness. Micromanaging is not the right word. It, it's got to be her I, way. I have. Oh, it's not micromanaging. It's macromanaging. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I have, I, I just, I get frustrated when people, people's minds don't work the way that mine does. So I have to like back off and go, okay, take a second and realize that they don't, you know, maybe this type of stuff. It might not be wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's different. I mean, look, she's smarter than I am. Let's just be honest. So she's a fast (laughs) learner and I'm like, wait, what? Can you show that to me? She's like, Oh, Which is why he's great for customer service because he's like, tell me like you would tell a two-year-old. Well, also, and, and, and that's why another reason why I am good at that part is because I like to create the tutorials, the training videos, and I can really like understand where someone's coming from that's mm-hmm. new to the software. So the company's growing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's growing very, very fast. I don't know if we can talk numbers, but like massively multiplying every year. We'll say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I know, I don't, I don't have to ask you this specifically, but I know that any business that's growing at that rate, the startup business can be very stressful. Like there are days when you just want to curl up under your desk and cry. There's like days where you're so excited. You can't stay in your chair. Uh, Massive amount of emotions. Now for me, going home and disconnecting from work provides stability for me. If I have a terrible day, I go home and play with my kids and like disconnect. If I'm having a great day, I actually have to tone it down a little bit when I get home because maybe my wife had a bad day and it's unfair of me to be jumping around, you know, acting a fool when, you know, she did not have a good day. Uh How do you do that? Because if you're working together, even if you're not like directly working the same projects every day, you're in the company together, right? You're going through the highs, you're going through the lows. Do you try to turn off work mode when you go home or when, when the end of the day works, or do you just say, Mm -hmm. screw it, it's all one together thing. And like, it's all in one pot. Yeah, I feel like we do that more now with this company than we did with the other company. Yeah. Um, and is that a nature of your positions or is that intentional? Were you like, hey, we need to have yeah. separation? I think it's the nature of our positions. And also, 
Uh, routine is very important. Like we have breakfast together every morning. And so that's a time for us to just kind of be together. He makes breakfast. I make dinner. Um, and also having some sort of hobby or some sort of activity that can kind of pull you out of that for him. It's running who him, both of you. Do you have the same hobbies or different hobbies? Different. Well, for me, (laughs) honestly, I like cooking. I would say my number one joy is chopping things. Chopping food. Like, that's a very stressful to make food and, and looking at, you know, cookbooks and anything like that. I feel like I'm still being, because I have to be productive all the time. This is such a bizarre hobby. It's not cooking. It's literally <laughs> chopping food. Yeah. The, the funny thing is that I didn't realize that that was my favorite thing to do until Ari filled out one of those Facebook surveys about your, your spouse. Oh, which is said, always 100% accurate, by the way. Yes, and he said, favorite thing to do, and he said chopping. I and I was like, oh my that. God, it's and, chopping. You're right. Yeah, I mean, ch- baking, um, going out to eat, obviously. Um, we're not... S- organizing. I, I organized the fridge this weekend as a thing I wanted to do. I'm she still waiting for you to tell me what your hobby is, not your OCD <laughs> is, right? I feel like there's a difference. So, yeah, gonna, anyways, you, you do have some separation in life. Yeah. Right? Like, a little bit. Not I mean, time, but you have different interests. She is definitely the workaholic. So it's a lot easier for me to turn it off. Although I'm like, I'm since I'm running customer support, I'm in there all like seven days a week. Of course, um, there's no days off, but we do take time. Like we took Valentine's Day. We took a weekend and, you know, we do have some staff now. So that's easier to start delegating. I think delegating is going to be huge for anyone who really wants to have a business with their spouse um, because as a startup, you are, it's just, it's impossible not to turn it off a hundred percent. So when we have our date nights or we have our, let's go out and just have some time alone, we're still talking about business. I mean, that's well, that was going to be another one of my questions was mm-hmm. what is turning it off? Like there's, there's two, so, there's two things that we can turn off. There's one time yeah. like our tasks, like, okay, at 6 PM, we are no longer going to work on this. I'm going to go run. You're going to go destroy a poor carrot. Right. So like there's the time, but even though you are not actively working on business things, are you still able to separate emotionally? So if you have a bad day at work, if someone has just pissed you off, if the deal didn't go through, if you know, all your software broke at whatever, like, are you able to turn off the emotion of the business, even though you're turning off the tasks of the business at the end of the day? Or is that so, impossible? To do? Again, I think if we compare this one to the Amazon one, like we have partners and I think, correct me if, if I'm wrong, in my opinion, I think having partners is really what took us to the next level because we know that we can turn it off and it's not 100% on just our two shoulders. When it's 100% on our shoulders, we're like, man, if... If something happens, if this one thing doesn't happen with the development team, then I can't sleep at night. And that means our whole business is screwed mm-hmm. where I know actually that's Dan's problem. He's going to figure it out. Yeah. And all I have to do is I can, you know, I can, he's even given me permission. He goes, you know, you can throw me under the bus sometimes. I go, yeah, my development team, they're working on it. It's taking longer than we thought, you know, COVID or whatever. Um, so there's always ways to kind of turn it off a little bit and go, we're just going to have time together and we'll take this up with Dan on Monday when we have our next, but you had to get to that point by either having with a bigger team, whether it's partners, investors, staff, delegated, you know, outsource stuff. Do you, 
do you, would you say that's important to be able to turn it off? Like, would you say, Hey, mm-hmm. everybody that's listening, if you're thinking about going into business with your, your spouse, your significant other, like you have to be able to turn it off. Would you say that's a fair statement? I think, yeah, Absolutely, yes. yes. I think that but- you've got to create on your relationship and you know, and talking about business all day is not creating on your relationship. And I think that the problem some people have is that they stop creating on their relationships. This is just marriage in general. And when you're so tied up in business, that is a quick way for that to happen as well. Yeah. So like, yeah, hobby wise, just going back to that. And then I'll tie that into your current question. I like to go for runs. I'm the one that walks the dog three, four times. We have a little terrier and she needs to get out a lot. She's a little psycho. So she's like me. She's got the short attention span. I can't sit at a computer 24-7. I need to get space. I need to get out. I need to drive my truck or go to the shooting range or go for a run, um, things like that, to get my my attention outward. And she can be happy sitting at a – maybe not fully happy. She needs to get out too. But she can handle being in front of the computer all day. And like, literally we'll have times where I'm like, when was the last time you went outside? She's like, oh, I haven't been outside at <laughs> You're all. You're looking a little pale, honey. Yeah, like, yeah. You need some vitamin D. Let's get out. And then, you know, if you stack on top of that, the last couple of crazy years with COVID and all that, and people were just going out less and less time to go meet up with friends, go to church, different things like that, community events. It's not all easy. So in, in terms of, is it important to turn it off? Absolutely what you said, but also it depends on the person. Because there are some people who resentfully work with their partner. And I used to do business consulting before we ever started our business. And it was actually in the automotive repair industry. So I would consult shop owners who have like an automotive or a collision shop. And 99% of the time, their wives were doing the books. And the wives didn't like doing the books, but they did it out of necessity. And they hated it, but they did it because this is what they're all in. This is our business. Now, if they actually liked that industry... They got together, they, they, uh, they worked together so much better. And that's how it is with us. We generally like, genuinely, not generally, we genuinely like the industry. We love talking to entrepreneurs. We like talking about business. Again, her probably more so than me, but it makes it a lot easier. And so sometimes it is good to turn that off, but I think it does depend on the person. So this gives, this like answers 10 of my questions, right? And, and let me paraphrase. You agree that you have to have some separation. Right. Like we all agree, like you have to be able to turn it off um, emotionally, mentally, physically. And it sounds like one of the best ways to do that is to make sure that you're not stuck. You're not stuck where every single second of the day you're having to make decisions together or work together. So it sounds like a big team. Right. Being able to delegate, having other people that take responsibility, having other people to make decisions, but also going back to the, the bookkeeper in the mechanic shop, mm-hmm. making sure that you're delegating and doing what you want to do. Because if it was a situation, it sounds like where Chelsea said, hey, we need some extra staff or we need you to come and do this really horrific job. Like you're going to hate it. Yeah. If she so had probably a much books. different dynamic than there is right now. If she had me doing the books, I, I, I would yeah. I would be miserable. I, I don't so. think he's paid a bill on his own in the last 15 years. Uh, well, the electricity I, bill. Yeah. I, 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 I want online. Yeah. with that. So – I love that. Like that, that gives some really good context and maybe some advice. Some of you that are listening, like if you're worried about, Hey, can we go into business with your spouse or your significant other? We'll say like always be achieving. You might not be able to do it right away, but like you need to strive towards the delegation separation of responsibilities. And that's going to make things a lot easier. So, and let them like, let them do their job. So, you know, if we were to do the, cause a lot of your listeners are Amazon sellers, right? So, 
let's say we had just started a brand new Amazon business and she's got the creative mindset and I'm more of the person, the person, you know, so yeah, it's, it's natural for me to do customer service. Now, if the roles were reversed and she was like, I really need you to do all the the creative stuff. Like, can you design the packaging for this new widget we're going to sell? And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. That would be hard for me and I wouldn't enjoy it. So, um, or, or rather if the revolt, if the roles were reversed, I would enjoy it. Or when she's trying to pass something off that I don't like, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's really important. So what was one of the biggest mistakes that you made or one of the hardest lessons that you had to learn in trying to figure out this appropriate balance of being married and also working together? Hmm. Mm. I'm curious to see like who speaks up first and, and offers this up. Biggest mistake. Or hardest lesson that you had to learn. Lesson. As far as being a couple working together? Yeah. Figuring out how to stay married and stay working together. Without- my, my answer is going to be kind of a repeat of what I already said, but more specific, really defining the roles or the hats, so to speak. Like, you know, everybody has their hat. The hat designates the job that you, that you do. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have, have those clearly defined for the first few years. And we did get into a couple of periods where we were resenting each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it felt like she was stepping on my toes or being too bossy because we didn't define that her hat really was the creative person. If, if I had known that that was her hat, I wouldn't be resentful when Mm -hmm. she's like, when I go, Hey, I think, you know, uh, the design should look like this instead of like that. And she's like, okay, but we're going to do it this way. That can feel I can feel resentful if I don't realize that she's literally doing her job and she lets me handle the customers the way I do best because I'm better at it and I genuinely like it. Mm-hmm. So now that we have our hats clearly defined, our, our job descriptions clearly defined, it's a lot easier to do that. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. Yeah. I would say for me, it's getting rid of stressors. If you can get rid of stressors mm-hmm. like that, I think when we ever had problems a lot of the time at least from my end it was stressors that were continually coming up like we had a staff member we were you know constantly and this is in the other business we were constantly talking about this staff member as a problem 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 trying to solve this problem we were on vacation i remember Mm -hmm. like getting really stressed out about this Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be on vacation turned off if we had just gotten rid of that person and found another person, or it maybe it's a task that you don't like that task. Well, maybe you can outsource that task to somebody else. If there's specific stressors that become a consistent in your life and you're able to get rid of that, that should ease a lot of the tension in the relationship. That makes a lot of sense. I think that it is easier to enjoy life in general when you're not always ticked off or stressed out. So yeah, I yeah. think that this applies not just to you know, couples and spouses, but also to like business partners, yeah. right? Like working with the business partner is a lot more fun when you're not just constantly having to put out fires. So it sounds like what you're saying is like one of the secrets to success. One of the lessons you had to learn was like to proactively eliminate those problems and eliminate those stressors yep. so that life was easier mm-hmm. and that you didn't have as much to complain about together and be stressed out about together. Right? Yeah. And, and, and let's face it, a lot of that has to do or applies to financially as well, because when you're starting a new business, you're investing everything into the business. Yeah. And if you put a lot of money into that business, it can get stressful financially. And if you're not both on the same page that, hey, we're going to change our lifestyle a little bit. You know, if I like spending all of my money on going shooting and going out to eat or whatever, 
expensive hobbies. And she's like, no, like we, we can't do that for a little while. Then we could resent each other. But if we're like, hey, we're both all in mm -hmm. and we have to set aside these little bits of time to go do things that are special because we're we know that we're taking on a little bit of extra or a lot more stress for a little while. Um, obviously, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it's it's a lot nicer. Money helps eliminate stress. It yeah. certainly does. Yeah, when you sure. don't have the, you know, the debts or the big pressure yeah. of how am I going to make this happen? Of course, everything just becomes yeah. easier. I heard but, someone once say money doesn't buy happiness, but money can buy a boat and boat can make you happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without money, you're not happy. There's it's like, yeah, there's a lot of variations to that, but for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like communication is a huge part. Communication of managing expectations, of setting roles, of being able to articulate what the stressors are so that you can start to eliminate them. Um, having that conversation of like, no, I am the creative person. Like, let me make this decision. Keep your, you know, operational hands off of it. Right. Would you say that like communication is probably one of the most important things to, to surviving this task of starting a business and staying married? Yeah. Huge. I think communication is the universal solvent and it is the, it is the, the thing that the, that the relationship really flows on is the communication between the two of you. And even if we have the, 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 the jobs or the hats, whatever you want to call it defined, we still communicate about them. If I didn't talk to her and tell her how my day was going and she didn't, you know, talk to me like, you know, there, she and John are our marketing partner, they're designing things. And she asked me for my opinion and she's like, no, nah, I don't agree with that, but we still talk. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. You're wrong. Yeah, we'll, uh, right. we'll not consult you next time. Right. Right. But it's still, we still appreciate that we're genuinely interested in each other's um, opinion and it's just fun to talk about. So. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. I also think that in terms of communication, communicating about where you're going, communicating about your goals, reminding each other, you know, especially during the stressful times, kind of painting that picture of why you're doing all of this, because it can be stressful and you can get to the point where you can't see the forest for the trees. But if you can constantly remind yourself, you know, we're getting this and we're accomplishing this and where are we on that track? You know, if, if you constantly feel like you're, you're on a, you know, you're never going to get there. It's going to be a problem. But if you can really stretch your, your views out into the future and go, okay, this is where we're going. This is kind of that point where we can celebrate. And this is where we are in that timeline. That to me has been Huge. really important. Yeah. I mean, you've heard the, you, you've heard the uh, analogy of entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and figuring out how to build a parachute on the way down. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have an idea of what that parachute was going to be like or how awesome it was going to be once that thing finally opened up and the feeling of freedom and gliding through the air, and all you did was like, come on, we got to build this thing. We're about to crash and die. That would not be a very fun uh, relationship, whether it's work or you know marriage or both. How do you manage accountability? And, and I'm just thinking this as we're talking, but like, Chelsea, you are the CEO of the company. Mm -hmm. And there is some point where if Ari starts to suck it up, you're going to have to have a hard conversation with him. Say like, hey, yeah. you need to get your crap together, right? Mm -hmm. And in a normal boss and employee relationship, mm -hmm. that's very understood how that happens. Yeah. But you guys have like a double relationship role as far as accountability because yeah. Ari, when you guys went all in on this business, like you're an equal member of this marriage. And you actually trust 
Chelsea to make the right decisions and have this company going well. So there's almost like this extra layer of accountability where if she's sucking it up, you not as the employee of the company, but as the husband can sit her down and say, hey, you're overworking or hey, you're not working enough or hey, this is not stable for us. Like if you had struggles balancing who's accountable for what, because it is kind of like two way, but in different levels, right? Both have happened and it's a bit tricky. Um, so there have been times when she's had to say, you know, yo, you need to like step it up and contribute more to the business, uh, or she has worked too hard and it actually started affecting her health or something. And I'm like, you need to take a step back and chill because, um, this is not going well. Um, so I would take up more. Well, yeah. So I would like, I would have to like, literally like let's go downstairs and feed your body and go for a walk let's go play with the dog let's get you out let's go get a coffee you know mm-hmm. let's do something because it all work and no play you know make jack a dull boy type yeah. thing yeah i feel like that that is very important because i do work so much so hard all the time if i i don't know what my life would look like if i didn't have him kind of you know looking after me, making sure I'm fed, you know, picking up, doing all the errands. He loves to do errands because he loves to get out of the house. I don't like doing that stuff. So I have a lot of those bases covered. And I think that that, that is another, another side of, of marriage and of working together that needs to be figured out is defining your roles within the marriage. Who does the cooking? Like I said, he does, you know, breakfast, I do dinner, who does the cooking, who does the errands, you know, when do you do and why, taking that and making those just as just as defined as your responsibilities within your business, I think is important. Otherwise, the resentment could come maybe not from the business, but from that side of things, because you're working so hard. And, you know, I've felt that way. Sometimes I'm working so hard, you know, I need you to do this. And, you know, making sure that you don't kind of drop those tasks as well. I would think that authority is tough to manage because, Ultimately, in the business, Chelsea is the CEO and is a founder. Mm-hmm. Like you have more authority in your decision making. Yeah. But I suspect that's not the case in marriage, right? Like in marriage, you probably have a different set of rule—not rules, but a different expectation of who the authority is. At least in different aspects of life. For sure. Am I wrong there? Or am I right? I would like to hear Ari's answer. I, I mean, look, guys. This. The, <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice for the for the for the dudes listening. Okay. She happy, me happy. Now it's not a hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent because I'm, I'm not trying to emasculate anybody, but yeah. happy wife, happy life. Like there's a reason why these sayings exist when, when she's doing well, like this is the way I always looked at it. I'm, I'm like the easiest going person. I don't need a lot to be happy. I've got her, I've got my dog, we've got a a nice house, nice neighborhood. As long as there's food in the refrigerator, you know, a cold beer after work, something like that, I'm happy. But um, usually in a relationship, one of the two people is going to have the more lofty, ambitious, goal-oriented personalities, and that is her. And that's okay with me. I don't feel emasculated by that. I don't feel threatened by that. I just go, great, so how do we work that together where – I've never been resentful of her goals. I'm like, let's build this together. She works harder than I do on the businesses sometimes. And I have to work harder on the, you know, doing other things outside of the business on the house or, you know, chores and things like that. That's fine. I, that makes me happy. And it actually works out really well. Yeah. I would say, you know, the one of the most important things in our relationship from the beginning has been 
appreciation. Like as a woman, like just as he's saying, you know, here's a, a tip for the men as a woman, you know, women get this bad rap of, you know, being nagging or whatever. One of the things that I learned and I used to in a past relationship, I, you know, kind of did some of that nagging. Um, I had this revelation of that men do not take a lot. They do not need a lot to be happy. Oh, they, they need appreciation. Like sure. a lot of thank yous, a lot of, I love yous on a daily basis, a lot of tiny acts of gratitude, um, you know, going into his office, giving him a hug, whatever, just small things. That's the best key to a successful relationship. Honestly, I, I remember him cause he had gone, was in a, a relationship that wasn't, you know, that wasn't that great before we went together. And he, did my laundry and I thanked him and he was like, I can't like just me thanking him, the amount of gratitude that he had just for kind of that exchange. I think that we just take for granted that, you know, like he does the laundry, he does the dishes, you know, I do, you know, I cook the dinner. We thank each other for every single action. You know, he brings me a coffee. Thank you. You know, it's, it's constantly appreciating and not taking for granted those little actions, even after, you know, 15 years of, of being together is I think extremely valuable for a marriage and even more so when you're, you know, together 24 seven. So maybe, and I'm just speculating, but maybe the moral of the story is that I was wrong coming in thinking about like, how do we separate Mm -hmm. our relationship from our business relationship? When the answer is not to separate it, it's to make sure that both are healthy. Mm -hmm. If you you have a strong marriage, you're communicating, Uh you're appreciative. You're respectful of the other's strengths or weaknesses. You're respectful of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if you have those principles in place in your marriage, you're going to have those same principles in place for your business relationship. Mm-hmm. And they're both going to function in an intertwined way without having to separate them. Is yes. that right? Yeah. I think so. You know, and in thinking about it as you're talking, it's, it is that it's not this because we talk about turning it on and turning it off we don't necessarily have to do a turn on and turn off. Like we do, you know, have to be proactively creating on the relationship, but he could be in the middle of a work week and I'm in the middle of the same work week. And I go in and I, you know, give him a hug or whatever. We go on a walk or something. And share, share, share a funny meme she found on Facebook, like anything that just, you know, just make it fun. Like the same thing you would do. It's you're still, yeah, you're still participating in your marriage the whole time. It's not like you, you know, and I think that's part of it is that we're talking about turning off work, but you know, then are, does that in, in the same breath mean we're turning off our marriage? Yeah. Good way to put it. I don't like it. And I'm just going to speculate here, but I feel like you're using some code here. So mm-hmm. when you go into his office and give him a hug <laughs> or a cup of coffee, quote unquote, I know what you really mean. And Ari, <laughs> no, I'm I'm jealous. No, I love no, it. I'm not. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> you know, this is one of these things, right? <laughs> we are not editing that out. That's great. There's a reason why we have those little camera covers that you get on Amazon. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap this up, because we're already going over time, but this is too good to just not not continue on. Let me ask this. Like one final piece of advice. You are sitting in front of your uncovered camera right now, thankfully, mm-hmm. and you are addressing this audience. And some of our listeners are either working with their spouse, thinking about working with their spouse, will work with their spouse mm-hmm. in the future. What is one last piece of just quick advice, like something that you just want to stand up on the stage and share that is super, super valuable? 
I'll give something super easy and super valuable. Listen to your partner. Like actually pay attention to them and listen to them. Not because you have to, don't, but hear and listen. So there's there's an old sales tactic, not that this is selling, but it does apply to every relationship. You have two ears and one mouth, use them accordingly. Listen more than you talk. I think that's huge in a relationship. Amen. Chelsea, what's your piece of advice? Um, I would say, you know, sitting down first and foremost and establishing what you want. It is a new role. And that was one of the things that we did actually at the, before we even started dating is sitting down and discussing what do we want this relationship to look like? And yeah. I think that that is something that um, if you are working together, if you're thinking of working together, if things aren't going well when you're working together, sitting down and saying, how do we want how do we want, we want our daily life to look? What do we want, you know, our life to look like in the future? Making sure your goals are aligned, but also making sure that, um, you know, what you need and want as a an individual uh, in the marriage and in working together, that you list out, this is what I, what I want and this is what I need. Finding out from the other person what they want and need and then doing your best to make that happen, make that a reality. Um, if you might make sense to write it down because, you know, in t- t- times of trouble, you might forget and you can go back to that and say, look, this is what we wanted. Of course, it can always adapt and change, you know, later on. But establishing this is what I want my life to look like. If that's not happening, you know, that creates friction points. And it, it's mm-hmm. oftentimes not spoken. So there's this resentment when a person doesn't even know why their partner is resenting them because it was never said. Agreed. Amazing. This is all good information. I will admit what I thought were going to be some of the answers and takeaways and like revelations were different than reality. Right. So this is, this is great. This is one of the best things about hosting these podcasts. Like I get to learn too, and I get to ask those questions. It's an AMA that I get to have every week. So I appreciate that. And listen, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know that, um, it was probably a, at least slightly stressful going, what the crap is Tim going to ask? And what are we going to say? And like, this is like, this is kind of personal stuff, but I appreciate the willingness for you two to share this. And I, I knew that you would come through with flying colors. Cause I've always seen you'd be nothing. Both of you be nothing but helpful in this industry. So Thank for you. those of you that are listening, if you appreciate the fact that um, they want to share their wisdom and that they're, they're at least seemingly doing this well, um, make sure to leave us a review on the podcast. Let us know what you think and go out and check out their business. They're all over the, the social medias and the grams and all of that good stuff. Um, follow these two and, and show them some love and send them a message and tell them you appreciate them and you love them or tell them if you disagree with everything that they've said too. I'm sure they'd love to hear some feedback. And if it's negative feedback, Ari will get back to you in the most professional manner. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, you know, there, there, there's no one size fits all answer. Like I said, it really yeah. depends on your personality, but it's worked out pretty good for us for the last 10 or so years. So only 10 of them. Well, being in business. <laughs> only 10 of them. The other four sucked. <laughs> well, we've only been working together as business partners for about 10 years. Yeah. Understand. Well, awesome. Um, thanks guys for being on and Hey, congratulations. You've had a lot of growth and a lot of success. And I think that a lot of people are proud of that. I know I am, and it's been fun to get to watch, watch this happen. And I can't wait. I can't wait to work more closely with you in the future. Likewise. Awesome. And you've been a Thank huge you. help to us. So we appreciate you too. We'll see you at Prosper. Yep. Next week, the uh, the Prosper Show. For those of you that are listening to the replay and Prosper's already happened, well, you missed out because it's going to be a good one. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys, for being on. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.